If you had a hologram pop up in Lightning McQueen, would it be made of flesh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, what what is the inside of Lightning McQueen? Because like he doesn't have a see-through windscreen, does he? Because it's all eyes. If you cut off Lightning McQueen, do a cross-section of him, what would it be? Yeah, Bones? does he have organs? It's just America all the way down. I'm Will, and this is the internet's most alpine music podcast. On the show this week, I'm joined by James. Good afternoon. Elle. Hiya. And Jess. Hello. On the show this week, we're going to be reviewing the new album from Complete Mountain Almanac. We've got the upcoming release you need to know about, but first, the news. James, what have you got for us this week? Um, bit of a short one this week. Burt Bacharach, the American composer... Um, dies aged 94 to natural causes um you might know his name you might not know his name he's one of those um composers that write songs for other people but he did, he did do his own stuff as well but you might know him for um writing classics like raindrops falling on the head um and he's written for great greats like uh tom jones dusty springfield um, Neil Diamond, Carpenters. So, yeah, classic artist, really. Um, I think one that stood out to me is Tom, jo- Tom Jones' um, What's Up, What's New Pussycat, I mean. Yeah, and he's also had a big impact on raising um, money for AIDS research. Um, he did that alongside um, Elton John, Stevie Wonder, um, and more in 1986. So, yeah, another great's been lost. Another great that not too many people know about, but yeah, I thought it was worth mentioning because, yeah, he had so much influence in the industry. It's sad to see him go. Yeah, I'd never heard of this guy, but it's it's interesting looking through the, the songs that you picked out that he has this, seems to have this ability to make something that's quite maybe naive and childish appeal to mass audiences. I mean, looking at the the songs you've quoted in the doc, James, like Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, and like you said, Tom Jones's What's New Pussycat. It, yeah, it seems like he's kind of found ways to kind of transcend and make these like really great earworms that people just can't get away from even after so many years. Yeah, and it's not... I mean, he he mostly he mostly did songs for like pop, um, like some people say easy listening kind of music, but he's also done um stuff for film as well. Um, I believe he's done music for James Bond, um, and others which I can't mention right now. But yeah, he he's done a wide range. Right, let's get on to our review for this week. We're looking at Complete Mountain Almanac by Complete Mountain Almanac. Released on the 27th of January 2023 on Bella Union. The album's 12 tracks long and clocks in at 40, 46 minutes and 34 seconds. Rebecca Carriord and Jessica Desner met by chance in Brooklyn in the late noughties. This is coming from the 
labels right up, by the way. This meeting resulted in the creation of Complete Mountain Almanac, an artistic and musical project combining uh, Rebecca's expert songwriting and Jessica's poetic and lyrical prowess. The band first took seed in Rebecca's mind to compose an album about climate change in 12 suites, representing the 12 months of the year and the inherent healing cycle of nature. The album features it the album features performances and co-production from Jessica's twin brothers, Aaron and Bryce Desner of The National. The four artists united in Paris Saint-Germain's, uh, Paris Saint-Germain's studios to work on transforming Rebecca's demos into a fully-fledged album. So that's the background of the record. Let's start with general thoughts. What do we think about this album? Elle, would you like to kick us off? Yeah, I loved it to be honest. Um, I kind of thought I would because I'm a huge fan of The National and I also love anything exploring themes around nature and particularly our relation to nature and nation's relation to the body and all of those kind of things, which this album does beautifully. I also loved the structure of it being each track is a month of the year it's just really satisfying to me. <laughs> I just really like, enjoyed it. Um, particularly it then being a, a kind of almanac in and of itself. I really enjoyed the combination of those classic Desna guitars um, with really beautifully haunting vocals. Um and of course, the lyrics, because I love a good lyric. And this album is full of them. And yeah, just ticked all of the boxes and things that I like in lyrics with gorgeous metaphors and call and response. And just, yeah, I loved it. James? I thought this album was phenomenal, outstanding, spectacular, stunning. Um it was already good on speakers the first time I listened through it, but then on headphones, it just gave me instant goosebumps. It it got better every after every single listen, and I think the listening through it as well, every track I'm like, oh, this is this is my favorite track. Then I go to the next track and say, this is my favorite track, and really they're kind of all equal throughout. It's just such a lovely piece of music it's such a lovely composition um some of these songs i i start out thinking oh i won't like this as much but then it it really dives deeper through the track and i just start falling in love with it it's it, they kind of have a slow start but they don't there's there's always intention behind it and the, the guitars they're not they're not going wild, but they're still very intricate. They're still very they they carry a lot of a lot behind them, and not to mention the singing. The singing was outstanding. It was it was flawless, and it had there was so much control over the notes, and so much variation in them as well. It wasn't just oh we stick to this key, and we just do the notes in this key. They changed key. They they did notes that weren't inside the key without changing key, and it just they sometimes sang 
which felt improvised. It might not have been, but that that those vocals just felt so free flowing, just like the whole theme of this this album of like this nature of Earth and the beauty of Earth. And you really you really get that from this folk album. It just feels like you're one with the earth and you're one with these vocals. And really, I can't praise this album enough. I really, really loved it. I'll jump in next. Um, I think this album has lots of great aspects. But for me, I feel like it keeps putting walls between me and those. In the sense that, it let's go back to what Elle was saying, right? The lyrics. There are some great lyrics, but man, on half of this album, I cannot tell what she's saying. And yes, the vocals are very well controlled, but I, I can't tell what the lyrics are, and it's really hard to engage with it when I can't, I can't tell what's going on. It, it makes it a much more passive listen for me, because when I try and go in a bit deeper, I'm, I'm putting all of my energy into trying to figure out what she's saying, instead of being able to actually listen to the depth of the arrangement. And similarly, James, you were saying about the guitar. I think the guitar work's incredible. But then all of this stuff's been built up around it. And we'll kind of talk about the people involved in the project. But I feel like a lot of the time, there are some beautiful string arrangements here. But a lot of the time, I feel like it's not really adding to the tracks. It's taking away almost. I actually think I would have preferred this album if it had have just been her and the guitars and it just been focused on that because I think those elements are really strong but I think a lot of the other stuff built up around it just doesn't really add anything to the feel for me it, I guess it it builds kind of some drama into it but I think she could carry that with her voice if it if there weren't the other things behind it so I do kind of question some of the elements that have been put in and if it's if they've been put in with a real purpose of to build up the track in an interesting way, or if they're there to just kind of flesh it out a bit more. And if it's for the flesh it out reason, I, I don't know. I feel like it's just stopping me from enjoying it as much. But, I mean, that that maybe that seems a bit too negative. I definitely agree. There are some great lyrics of the ones that I heard, and I think the guitar works great, and some of the arrangement stuff is really nice, like those string arrangements. It's just there are some niggling things that kind of made me not enjoy it as much as I wanted to across the whole album. So that's my general thoughts. Jess, what did you think? Um, well, I think I kind of started off agreeing more like with Elle. I really loved it on my first listen and I've been listening to it like on the way home from work this week and driving through like rural countryside as the sun's setting, listening to this album was great I really enjoyed it and oh you were satisfied by it being the 12 months of the year let me tell you much more satisfying if your commute is exactly 46 minutes and 34 seconds long which it turns out that's made for you (laughs) yeah it was great (laughs) um but then like I kind of then sat down to listen to it more because I wanted to know what the like the lyrics were saying and like get into it a little bit more and then I ended up agreeing a bit more with you will that like i i wanted to know what she was saying and i just found myself getting quite frustrated by it because i couldn't always tell what the lyrics were 
overall, though, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I think I would actually agree that the the fact that I wasn't drawn to the lyrics as much um, in the in the album might mean, yeah, I, I didn't really focus on and I couldn't really hear them as much. Maybe I should have, but really that didn't take it away from me because I was just so, so focused on the the melodies and the tunes of the vocals and the guitars. And I think I disagree with the the orchestral parts taking it away um, from the music. I really, really loved them when they came in. For example, um, in December, where you, ha- you do have those guitar picking bits and guitars playing together, the orchestral p- pieces start swelling in and kind of like tease you with this this sound with the with the singing again and i think it just works so well together especially with her vocals which it had that lower tone that really came from her diaphragm and i think it fit really well with the orchestra see the orchestral parts i'd agree with you do work really well where i start having issues where i start seeing the national seeping through into this record I feel like I've heard it on a few records that the Desna brothers have worked on as well. So it's starting to kind of become this pattern. I don't know, maybe if that's just, I've listened to too many of these things now and I can't unhear some stuff. But like, um, listen to the synth percussion in April. Like that feels like it's ripped off the Nationals' last two records. Uh, The reverse sounds at the end of June. I think that's a really nice touch. But again, it is very much going into that national sound um more synth percussion in october there's that clanging clanging guitar sound that they used on um brainy and across sleepwell beast and even some of the guitar playing has just that desna brother feel to it and and i think i don't know it's it's just making me think too much of the national which is a very different prospect of like their sound and what they represent as a band than you know what this album is going for and it caused that disconnect for me yeah i think that, i think that's fair enough really like i'm very i very much because i didn't really do any research behind this at all i very much listened to this in a vacuum and felt like it was its own thing apart from like some moments with the electronic things um but yeah, it it very much felt like its own composition, its own thing to me. Yeah, I don't think I ever felt like it was overtaken by other influences. I definitely get what you mean, Will, with picking out almost like hallmarks of the Desners. Um, I think I part of me is bias because I really love the national and I love the Desners and I love you know their work in other projects so I was like yeah I'll I'll hear some more lovely thank you very much but I also think because there were other elements within the album and I think the whole kind of narrative of the album and the themes and the combination of the lyrics and the vocals very much meant that I didn't at any point feel like it was 
purely like a ripoff of the national it still felt like its own thing i think there there is one not influence but um one one song that reminded me of something else and this is awful but january track one reminded me of a pippin song in lord of the rings uh, where he's singing for <laughs> like i don't know he's singing for the king or someone and it's terrible for me to think of that but yeah, it's kind of this folk style and it's it's a beautiful sound, but then it has a hint of something awful happening in the background, which happens in Lord of the Rings many times. Um, but yeah, I, I did actually really enjoy that song, but not because it was, it reminded me of that, but also because it reminded me of that. Um, yeah, it, it just felt so comforting and felt like, oh yeah, there's this ha- stuff happening, but hey, we we got this music to listen to. Did you know that that song, the one from Lord of the Rings, came to be because they went to karaoke like the cast and they heard him sing and they were like, oh my God, you've got an amazing voice. Like you have you have to do a song in the movie. <laughs> and so they, they like gave him like a weekend to come up with a song. <laughs> no. He wrote this song, That's sung it in the of. movie based on some of the lyrics, some of the words in the book. And um. Yeah, won an Oscar for best original piece. Okay, but like, what was he singing at karaoke? <laughs> Beyonce, <laughs> single ladies. Like that's the important question. I don't question. think that song was out. <laughs> I did, and people have mentioned it already. I did like that it was themed around this whole kind of year thing, and having kind of the album go through and i thought all of the songs fit quite well to their kind of assigned month because i feel like maybe you might come up with that concept at the beginning and then you end up writing a song you feel is really good and maybe it doesn't quite tie to the the month as well as it as it was intended to but you still want to put it on but actually here they all work really well um and it it gives this kind of strong cyclical feeling to the whole album where it does it takes you on a journey and then kind of brings you back to the beginning in a sense. And it, I think that's actually a real credit to the album of it. It's achieving what it seems like they were setting out to do of having this kind of theme of the kind of healing cycle of nature and bringing things back to where they started again. I'd really agree with that, Will. And I thought like, I don't know, I thought some of them were more like in keeping with the time of year of their title than others like I th- I thought November I could just feel like this wintry foggy chilly morning I think like I don't know what it was I think it was the vocals just gave me they just put me in that place whereas like I think it was April particularly that I didn't I didn't really get an April vibe off April it was quite like negative I don't know melancholy and i don't i don't see april as the most melancholy of months i suppose that's the thing isn't it it's dependent on how you perceive the months um because i know like in literature april is quite often depicted as quite quite a contradictory month like t.s Eliot, who like don't like but anyway he said it um wrote that april is the cruelest month um and that's quite indicative of a lot of like 
quote unquote classic, i.e. written by white men, literature, where it's a month of contradictions and there's like lots of complexity within it and there are kind of slightly unsettling, haunting things because it's a shift of tone, of season and all of these kind of things. So I quite liked April's track being indicative of that and the kind of call and response uh, refrain of I am faithful, I'm not faithful. I was like, oh, that feels very April. And also I just thought it was like a really beautiful piece um, within the track. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, I do agree that all of the, well, for me, like, I liked that all of the tracks felt like the months that they were titled. Um, I wrote down like, oh, January feels like January. And then February I wrote, oh, the, I think I was talking about like the plucking of the guitar strings. I was like, oh yeah, that's so February. I don't know why, but it felt like February. Um, and then I kind of stopped noting it down because every track I was like, oh yeah, this feels like this month. Um, but it, yeah, none of them like felt like shoehorned into a month. They all felt quite natural. Maybe it's a cultural thing as well because Rebecca Carriord's from, uh, based in Sweden and obviously the rest of the musicians I assume are American, right? So maybe their April is more rainy and miserable than it is here in the uk or at least relatively compared to the rest <laughs> of their year yeah for for me i did find it really satisfying how each month was a track but i i was quite worried that it they're gonna be there's gonna be some like weak tracks or there's gonna be some tracks where ideas are crammed into this just so that just so they can make it fit I didn't really feel that. I do feel like the maybe the third quarter of the album was a maybe not as good as other tracks, maybe. Um, but I feel like that's that kind of happens a lot in albums when you got kind of ear tiredness from from the album, or yeah, it's just kind of a natural thing that happens. For me, I don't think I've really kind of yeah thought about it too much about yeah relating it back to the month and if it sounded like that month i think it did a pretty good job of it but i feel like um last year's whatever the weather with the the, the degrees and stuff um yeah well it was saying the temperature i feel like that did it better um but yeah this this was still good and for, funnily funnily enough april felt ethereal and interesting to me rather than like moody i felt like i was going through um a forest like a mossy forest with like fairies popping out um i don't know why i didn't get that depressing tone from it um but yeah that one really won me over it's interesting that you thought it got weaker on the third quarter because i i felt like the weakest point was the beginning for me i think there are good moments in it like the the vocal hook on February is really strong, but that was one of the moments where I was like, I'd really like to know what she's saying and that would let me connect with it a lot more. Whereas I thought it towards kind of, particularly in the middle, that was where I really got kind of hooked in. And then towards the end, there were moments I really liked, like on December, she kind of changes the way her voice sounds. So it's a lot more kind of classic vocalist, like kind of 50s or 40s and 50s kind of standard singer type 
like tone to it i felt which i enjoyed a lot more because it just i don't know maybe it was just kind of familiar but it felt like something a bit different and i could kind of engage with that a bit more um and i thought james like you were saying earlier it did play well with the orchestral parts too I wonder if there's something in like what part of the year we <laughs> like enjoy the most and which part of the album we enjoy the most because I I'm more with you Will I think I enjoyed like September November December I really enjoyed and I I'm a big autumn fan so what's everyone's star signs <laughs> let's get into it <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because that's unfair because I'm a January baby and I, I always hate being associated with January. <laughs> yeah, it's same. a terrible month. Like, it just it's is. It's the worst month. Like, yeah, Jess, you get it. It's, it's, it's the second worst month, but it's a bad month. Well, yeah, but just, well, you were born in January, but you wouldn't remember that, right? Your first memories would have been in like... Autumn. Yeah, Bold to see months. my dame. Maybe I do remember it. Run us through your first day, Elle. <laughs> what was that experience like? <laughs> this would be a much better podcast. It was cold. <laughs> memories uh, of a it baby. Was cold. <laughs> it's like those people who have memories of their past life. It was dark life. and cold, and I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just have memories of my bath. <laughs> um, but no, I don't. I think I. I kind of get what you're saying, Jess, but also I'm such a summer person. Like, I wish it was summer all year round, like particularly like June, best month, hands down. Wish it was always June. But June wasn't necessarily like my favourite track. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I put down like the, the piano in it is just lovely. Like, it's really gorgeous keys. Um, and there's a lovely lyric of the clouds go away but the moon has to stay in the dark which I just thought was so gorgeous but like some of my favorite tracks I really liked February um and I also wrote down a lot of the lyrics I'm now uh, you saying that you didn't understand lyrics or couldn't pick them out is making me doubt myself and I'm like have I just made up what I heard and written down some absolute nonsense like it's just not related to the actual album um we just don't know um but i wrote down for february uh like the chorus i guess like she went to her great love without her body intact did he take her in her in her arms to love what was left and i was just like wow that's just so beautiful and also this is one of the bits i was trying upon... to decipher <laughs> see now yeah because now i'm like oh my god maybe i've just made it up <laughs> like maybe that's not what she's singing um but in my head i, I was like oh that's was beautiful and, um, like re-listens oh my god i'm gonna have an existential crisis again this is like the other week when they missed out like a word or something will and i like didn't realize until you point it out um anyway if that is the lyric i enjoyed it um and i liked the introduction of the body um as i think well not really the introduction because it's also touched on in january but i guess i just liked the theme of the body um and 
nature as a body but also the human body and the relationship between the two um march like the lyrics in that feel very much like an ode to the body and a kind of sense of gratitude towards the physical body um and then yeah again it's like repeated again in um may which i think was also like a gorgeous gorgeous track i wrote down so many of the lyrics to this one um but one lyric that i loved was everything happening to me is of the earth i can give this all back to her um so the idea of the earth being i guess that mother nature figure and the earth having a body as well there's another track where uh i think it is in may the earth is described as like her body open like the earth's body is open um and then in december like the very final track there's this refrain of the body betrays itself the body it heals itself and i really liked how throughout all of the tracks you get this almost conversation about the body and the relationship you have with your body and how that is intrinsically linked to the earth and to nature and how all of that kind of culminates in this really beautiful exploration of pain and illness but also healing and I guess like reckoning with your own mortality and I was like yeah delicious love that I'll eat that up but now I'm like, maybe I made it up. Maybe that's not what she was singing about. August also has the line, wind on my body, and then the horns come in, wind instruments come in and kind of repeat that um, vocal line, but as an instrument. So I feel like that, yeah, that's picking up that same theme of the earth having a body as well um, and the wind having a body. There were a few vocal moments that I thought didn't work quite so well. And Jess, we were talking about this before we started recording too, where there's just some moments where there's repetition that doesn't doesn't really like work as a hook, like the chorus of October. And and she even brings in some like backing vocals providing kind of a response to it as the chorus goes on and it still doesn't really provide a, any kind of excitement, I feel. And there's another one, and I didn't jot down what the song title was. I think it's it's one of the earlier tracks, maybe like April. Um, but it's this uh, moment where she sings, I think the lyric is her mouth, her body, which I guess links into kind of all of these themes of kind of nature's mouths and that kind of stuff. Um, but that was kind of the intersection of a vocal inflection I wasn't hugely keen on and also being really similar to one of the tracks from the Nationals' last album as well, where they, I think it's, um, is it Her Father in the Pool? I think that's a song where they have very similar lyrics where it's talking about kind of her father's whatever. Um, it just, like, linked in my brain, and it, and it, yeah, wasn't as strong as maybe some of the other points on the album. I did think that the moments where it was stripped back more worked better. August in particular I picked out where it's just kind of acoustic guitars and vocals. I really liked that. And you can really clearly hear the lyrics and that's where it kind of stands out for me and um, really engages me. And James, like you were saying, really kind of the picked guitar work is intricate and interesting on September. Um, 
November, I think, gets the closest at tying that style into kind of the bigger arrangements uh, where they manage to preserve the cleanness of the vocals and the guitar while also adding extra kind of elements to it. I feel like maybe this album could be loved and understood more if we went back to like old school method of buying the CD and then sitting with the like CD sleeve like insert and reading every lyric as you listen to the track, um, which was like one of my favorite hobbies as a kid. Um, maybe maybe we all just need to do that. Maybe we just need to rethink how we're listening. I mean, I do love a CD, so. I, I don't think this reading the insert while driving home would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> you need one of... Remember when they started putting heads-up displays where, like, on expensive cars, it'd, like, have, a, like, a hologram on your windscreen? What? Like, what happened to those? Why did those go away? They were great. I have no idea what you're talking like, about. Like, they could have flashed up the lyrics. Thinking of a movie. No, no he's they right. had these. And, like, Will, is this, like, your boy racer alter ego coming out again like what the hell are you talking about there was a hologram in the car <laughs> what yeah my nissan gtr has a has a hologram boy racer alter ego he can't drive what are you talking about well yeah that that's why it's illegal street races jess <laughs> any any time i'm driving is illegal <laughs> No, I've, see, I've seen those displays as well, but I thought it was only like concept cars rather than actual <laughs> cars. I'm pretty sure they pushed into some. Have you they? have you it's seen have you seen it, it like in Tesla. the flesh? Or did you watch it in like <laughs> oh, no, cars the Spy Kids movie? <laughs> it wouldn't be a very good windscreen if it were made of flesh. I don't know, well, it depends how we define flesh. Like, are we looking at like, the Cars movies? Like, is that flesh because they're alive? That's a good question. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our deep, our deep investigation of is Lightning McQueen's body made of flesh? Just something to think about. His mouth moves well, like exactly. a fleshy I'm mouth. Like, that's not moving like oh, don't metal. Don't say fleshy again. <laughs> and the eyes too. I just think it, it is flesh. Anyway, my question is, have you seen... Can we AI generate a trailer for a new Cars with, movie? With flesh. Like, do you remember the one where it was really realistic that they put out for Cars 3? Can we make one where it's, it's just really fleshy? <laughs> Getting us back on track. I wanted oh, to goodness. talk... <laughs> I wanted to talk about the beginning of September because I just thought it was so beautiful it was all oh. like it made me feel like I was in a church mm. and it just it made me think about like nature as a church and like the religious aspect to nature I thought it was so nice and I thought it's was, it was a shame really that 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 track didn't stay like that all the way through like by the end it was like a bit more back to the the same old jaunty finger-picked guitar like the beginning of it was just so beautiful yeah september for me is like one of my favorites on the album like yeah it starts like you were saying very choral and it felt like a different direction from 
the previous tracks really um and then the silence between like the bars i guess or the lines the silence was like so loud it just it like re- it really just stopped and it, it felt like the the song was like um skipping a bit or like you you were playing the cd and it was jumping um but yeah it just stopped and continued and that that was so good um i did i did actually enjoy the rest of the track um the little da da da's <laughs> and that stuff was cool um not in that inflection or tone or anything but you'll know what i mean um and the vocals felt very percussive as well um i don't know really what no else why i like that but i really liked it yeah i really liked september's a track it was yeah a real standout for me as well um i loved that cool element to it and i also liked it following august which feels much more folky um and lovely in its own way but then you kind of you go into september and you're like oh wow this feel i feel like i should be listening to this yeah like in a church uh you know me listening on my headphones on my walk home from work i was like oh i'm not doing this justice <laughs> i need to kind of give it <laughs> proper space and acoustics um and yeah definitely what you're saying james about the silences it it felt really arresting um and it was a track that really stopped me in my tracks i hate oh, that i just nice. said that <laughs> um <laughs> like, but... like the cars from cars <laughs> exactly <laughs> it all links back <laughs> um, no james you're thinking of trains <laughs> uh, that's fair enough is there trains because there was there were there were planes wasn't there there was planes yeah we haven't had trains yet <laughs> okay. what about thomas yeah, thomas the tank engine flashy something to think about <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, fat conductor definitely is. <laughs> He's the fat controller. The description. No, of I this. always get that wrong. <laughs> um, actually, you want to talk about a bop? Thomas the Tank Engine theme tune. That's a bop. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, September as a as a track, <laughs> I found it, um, yeah, just really stunning and very different and unique. And I do get what you're saying. Jess that I was like oh I do I loved those choral elements that open the track so much that I was like oh I would have loved more of it but also I think it the composition of it is so interesting that I kind of really love it just as it is it feels very unique and it feels very I was gonna say very September Please don't ask me to elaborate because I I don't know what I mean by that, but it does feel very September. <laughs> Maybe later you'll remember. And we'll ask, do you remember? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm I'm not playing this game. Then we'll sit here in silence. Mostly because I gives me the satisfaction I'm looking for. Mostly because I did think about making that reference and restrained myself. And I'm disappointed that you didn't restrain yourself. We've managed to keep... I'm thinking of uh, Green Day. Oh. Mm. Apart from Wake Me Up When September Starts on this album, 
This could. <laughs> we're we're drafting the pitchfork review for this one. <laughs> this could be the subheading. Twelve tracks that will stop you in your tracks <laughs> as it runs along the tracks. I really feel like we've we've produced a lot of material here for a really fantastically written review. Whether that be of this album mm. or of the Cars franchise, who knows? <laughs> I had good things to say about this album, but I feel like we're not talking about the album. <laughs> Does anyone have any more thoughts? Just thought it was gorgeous. And also justice for the lyrics. They are there and they're beautiful. Poetic. I did try to look them up. Not available. That's why you I need the CD. I wanted to know, Al. Maybe this is all a ploy to sell more CDs. Did you see recently there was that thing saying that um, vinyl had outsold CDs that a bunch of newspaper uh, newspapers were publishing? But it was saying they'd outsold it by revenue, which like is obviously not the same as outselling oh, in the way vinyl. that most people would think. Because vinyl costs at least two and a half times as much as a CD for the same thing. So, yeah. Nonsense. Anyway, let's wrap up our review by ranking the album. The current rankings stand as at number one, White Reaper with Asking for a Ride. Number two, Fireworks with Higher Lonely Power. And at number three, Ryoichi Sakamoto with 12. Jess, have you listened to all of these? I've listened to all of the podcast episodes. So you can decide where you'd rank this one against our opinions on the other <laughs> ones. You could rank this episode against the three other episodes we've done this year. Uh, while Someone else we... is making another podcast about our podcast and <laughs> ranking the episodes. It'll be like... It'll be like um, if you listen to Ed Miliband's podcast, he's always saying about how he he didn't get offered to go to on I'm a Celebrity. He got offered to go on like the um, post show commentary for it. You could do that for our podcast, like The Apprentice. You've you've been fired. Yeah, unmuted and mastered. Uh, where (laughs) you've been muted? That's good. <laughs> would you give me a muted ranking for this one? You would have muted <laughs> muted my contribution. <laughs> uh, anyone got strong feelings about where this should go? This should go in number one. Now you have to agree with me, like we said last week. <laughs> uh, I think they should go at number four. <gasps> well, I, that's I, I don't, this slander. is a good album. But I preferred Ryoichi Sakamoto. Um, I felt that was a more personal album. Um, oh, I think the other two had more to hook me in. I actually can't believe this, Will. Just because you don't have the CD to read the insert. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating. I love this album. I would put it either first or second. Because I did really love White Reaper. How are we doing this? 
Well, no one's emailed us and given us a better way of voting. I spent the whole week trying to think of a better way of voting for you guys. It's been torturing me. All I need, all I want, is to think of a good voting system. But there's only three of you. Yeah, let's do it the old way. So, L, you want to put it second? Yeah. Then it goes in at number two. I'm happy with that. I like White Reaper, so. James, that's some subtle shade thrown at the other two records, isn't it? Oh, I liked White Reaper. <laughs> Quite rude. <laughs> IMO. Oh, it's because White Reaper is above it. There's only one IMO. above it. Coming out this week. AV Tears releasing a new album called Sevens. Uh, if you liked uh, Animal Collective's album from last year, AV Tears a member of Animal Collective. Uh, you might like this one. I quite liked his last solo album as well. Um, I think those guys are doing interesting solo stuff as well as interesting stuff as a band. Uh, next up, Inhalers releasing a new album called Cuts and Bruises. This, I believe, is Bono's son's band. Which you'd initially hear and you'd think, ugh, why would I listen to that little Nepo baby? But actually, they're decent. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed what I've heard from them, so maybe give it a shot. Uh, next up, Pile, a uh, rock band are releasing an album called All Fiction. Uh, this, I'd say, is my pick of the week for this week. I think this album's going to be great. Uh, fourth, we've got Orbital with Optical Delusion. Orbital, obviously, long-time UK dance mainstay. Great band. I haven't loved the singles from it so far, but I feel like they've been putting out like weird stuff. And at this point, if you're like this, like far into your career, just do something weird. I'm up for that. And finally, Pigs, 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 Pigs are releasing Land of Sleeper. Um... They generally get quite a bit of buzz in the indie scene when they release new music, so I reckon this one will be interesting. That's it for upcoming release, and that's it for the show. Thank you for joining me, L, James, and Jess. If you'd like to hear more from us, you should subscribe on your podcast service of choice and consider turning on notifications so that you don't forget when the episodes come out every Monday. If you want to hear more from us throughout the week, you can follow us on Twitter at Unmuted Weekly. And if you want to get in touch with us because you've thought of a way we can vote on the albums, you should drop us an email at unmutedunmastered.gmail.com. I can now announce that the album for next week is Heavy Heavy by Young Fathers. Bella Union are going to be fuming that that whenever someone searches for the, this album now, <laughs> the SEO is forever linked to, <laughs> to cutting open cars <laughs> and what's, what you'll find inside. <laughs>